0: Cliffcentral.com
1: Fashion Lab on Cliffcentral.com Welcome to the Fashion Lab show. My name is Lisa Gumba-Regisford, your host and producer, and today's show we are gonna be laying back a bit with our designer exclusive that runs once a month with a very special guest in studio with us today. Uh, we have uh, an exclusive on Soba. Uh, Soba is a design house launched by her designer, Seppo Mafokwane, who discovered she was incapable of accepting both the conformity and mediocrity. She'll talk about that, that she found um, surrounding her. Now, we are, only, we are also joined on the show by Maurek Stein, who will be engaging us uh, throughout the show and later glamming up the show with her Glam Up, uh, which is her dose of makeup and beauty tips. Welcome to the show, Maurek. Thank you so much,
0: Liz. And what are you wearing? I need to find out what you're wearing No, let's start, because, because, <laughs> let's wow. start with you let with you I'm just wearing a simple denim um, Sort of pullover dress Very easy going And just a really cute um, Sort of burnt orange ballet pump And just keeping it simple today
1: That's very nice Now you can ask me And what are you wearing Liz? Well, I am wearing
0: <laughs> one of my
1: simple pieces It's one of those as a designer I'm sure a lot of designers know That there's those one pieces you design And then you kind of keep it hanging there And you kind of don't know where you want to throw it on Because it kind of doesn't fit in any of the collections But it kind of... Of fits hanging there. So I'm wearing this beautiful stripe but the stripes go across which I find a lot of women are scared of because they feel like it's actually a fattening uh, sort yes. of look. However, because I'm a slim slim slender, <laughs> slender. I can pull this off uh, with my head <laughs> up <laughs> and my red heels. I'm wearing some nice beautiful um pointy red stilettos and um Very simple earrings. I'm also feeling very simple and easy today. The sun's shining in Johannesburg for those who are in winter, wherever you are. But it's a beautiful day, so I'm feeling nice and easy and and comfortable. Now, we are also obviously going to be joined by our contributor, Edgy Benson, from uh, his echoes uh, from New York, who will also be plugging in throughout the show. Uh, we're going to plug him in shortly. And obviously just a quick reminder for you who are tuned in as well. I've got my favorite segment at the end of the show called who would you want to dress and why? So I want you to feel free to share with us your who's and your why's. I call that the red glass of wine at the end of this show. Now, if you're tuning in for the first time and have some input around the businesses behind fashion week, I mean fashion, especially in Africa, or you would love to join us on the show, please email us at info at fashionlabafrica.com. Keep your tweets coming at fashionlabaf. Share with us some of your thoughts as we engage deeper into uh, this sober brand who's sitting right here with us in studio. Now, without taking any more time, I want to allow uh, allow me to introduce uh, our special guest. Um, her design signature speaks of language of bold, ultra-feminine shapes with tailored shoulders and waists which are contrasted with unexpected touches of softness and sparkle. This label is available in several boutiques in Houting. Uh Former design graduate from the Swane University of Technology, she boldly celebrates all women with a tremendous ability to conquer... Anything. She's the head designer herself. In studio with us is Shepo Mafokwane. Welcome to the show.
2: Thank you so much, Liz. Did
1: I just do, like, justice to that intro, or do you want to add on? <laughs> no, no,
2: it was too much. It was too I was much. to run away. That is good. That is very good. That is <laughs> I'm going to leave the room. That is called
1: the Fashion Lab Hospitality. That's how we hold it down That was here. amazing. Thank but you. But welcome to the show. Before we even move further, I want you to just share with our listeners what you're wearing. What's I was inspiring. so scared of that. It's it's got it I'm going to say it's coming, but it has arrived. I'm wearing
2: rubbish today. <laughs> I'm just a thug. <laughs> Fashion week is over, guys. Can we not I <laughs> not. not. I'm just wearing some blinked out skull biker chick thing, but uh-huh. and what are you wearing below? I'm, I'm I'm so embarrassed. Like it's I'm okay. We don't ma- ma-
1: you, know, you know what the I'm good? Do you switch. know what the good thing is on this show, mm-hmm. my darling? Is that whatever we wear, we'll definitely take a picture of it and tweet it and share with our um listeners. But the truth is, it's who you are and how you're feeling today. So it doesn't. Uh, yeah. It doesn't matter if you're yeah. if you're feeling if you're in a skirt today, that's how you woke up feeling. Because truth is, uh, it's an expression of of how we. You feel know the so. last time
2: you saw me, I, I was I proper. Saw, girl, I can, will tell can them. Can you please not get that? Don't <laughs> dismiss me now. <laughs> Listen. That's the part that I will tell. I will yes. tell them, and Let's I will send about them a picture today. from Let's the other time. let forget about today. Oh and yeah. what's what's the hat thing is that also the laid back um, kind the of... hat is I'm figuring out what to do with my hair and I don't want to look at it in the meantime <laughs> I think I think women can relate to that Okay, Liz, we'll I'm you... not like you we'll... okay you always on fleek like you no girl stop stop
1: we we do sometimes I have bad d- I mean low days or different days Yeah, so those different days I'm also probably wearing something people are like okay I don't know what she's doing but anyway welcome to the show we are Thank enjoying so our conversation so far and and uh, congratulations also on your latest collection that you showcased recently at SA Fashion Week, which to me was one of my favorites. Oh, thank you. Now, to go straight into the matters of uh, this fashion conversations, especially mm-hmm. around the business behind fashion, let's talk about this collection. Just unwrap it a bit, especially for those who did not make it to Fashion Week or haven't had a chance to actually look at your latest collection or even just kind of hear about
2: your brand. This particular collection... Um I think I stay true to myself. I did what I'm known for, and I just turned it up a little. Very feminine shapes. You know I love my coats. I, well, I think one of the things that's exciting to me about winter is the functionality of it. I don't understand the fluffy stuff in winter. <laughs> women are cold. <laughs> it's cold. You want to be warm and look warm. and and fabulous. I lo- and fabulous. Actually, I think in winter, women look the best. You know, just throwing that simple little thing. And I kind of did want to, you know, give that woman that functional wardrobe. So, yes, your definite tailored shapes, a little bit masculine. You know, I love the, the – um, I've got a bit of a tailoring background, so I like using it in ladies' wear too. But most importantly, it had a very strong military theme. And that was just uh, like a tribute. I think you should know by now my label is always about women all types of women and what i try to do with the label is actually take a walk through a woman's shoes different women and see their journeys and one of the things i realize is most of us women pushing fleek beautiful pouting you know how you <laughs> how you do <laughs> but we're all fighting some kind of a battle let's talk about this woman who is
1: she what does she what does she do in life what does she who who's your target who are you talking to especially through this
2: collection this This one, I wasn't necessarily going to specify what type of woman. I wanted to more explore the journey. You know, the whole military thing is like, I, I wanted to call the collection, We Are At War. No matter how beautiful a woman looks... When she's crossing the street and sexy, she's fighting something, domestic violence, things like that. You know, she's fighting to have a child.
1: Wow. I I love the social um, sort of extension and how you Mm. put it out there because I've realized, and not just you, and we even spoke to a lot of brands, Mm -hmm. um, especially through this SA Fashion Week and after all that hype, I realize, and I'm, I'm loving it, that we, as much as are creatives, that you still are so conscious about what's happening around about us, about the real thing, and then you, you bring it, mm. and you, there's sort of like a synergy and a connection where you cannot put that dress out without thinking and without yes. acknowledging some of these yes. things that are
2: happening because yes. this is our real life. This it's is where life. we are today. Like I'm, I'm, I mean, I hang around with women from all sorts of backgrounds. My customer is very well traveled. She's an intellect. She's strong. She's a fighter. She's a single woman. Some of them are married with kids, but they're fierce. And I always want to bring that out. And you think about it, your typical single chick, what is she fighting for? We're fighting to get that man. (laughs) 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 You know, a lot of people that know me personally, it's a war out there. You know, I always say, you know, even dating, oh my gosh, it's a battlefield.
1: (laughs) You know what I was I wasn't I'm not going to laugh so loud on that one because I'm already married. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so but yeah, but I hear you. I mean there's like you said, what I love about it is it's the truth about what's mm. happening. The women are fighting for a position in or you know, advancement in their careers. Yes. They're fighting to keep their family together. They're fighting yes. so many beautiful things. But I want to move away from that a bit and and just go back to the showcase. Now obviously the showcase is only a piece of the pie and this pie is the pie we constantly try to balance. Mm. So you as much as it's a great platform for PR and visibility, uh, what is your next step? There's got to be something beyond, meaning that after the PR, after the visibility, when you look at your pie, then mm-hmm. you have that as one tick checked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you have to still look at other elements of balancing this business for it to actually make business sense all through the whole, you know, to finish yeah. the, the pie. So what is your next step or what are some of your goals that you look to achieve through the collection that we just so. This particular pl- yes. collection. Or generally the brand. Generally, the brand. your brand yeah. is your
2: brand. I know, I know a lot of people are expecting me to say, oh, I want a flagship store. Of course we want a flagship store. But you know mm. what? I, I'm more focused on just being accessible. Mm. I don't want to be this phantom of uh, a designer where nobody knows where to get your clothes. And, you know, PR can go wild on some people, but you don't even know where to buy their clothes. <laughs> I've never touched these people's garment. And for me, it's about reaching the masses, getting out there, making myself more accessible. I'm a creative. And, uh, yes, definitely I want a flagship store eventually at some point. But right now I think it's just about reaching out to more people, um, supplying more. You know, because I, I, I think I'm in love with the whole process of what I do. You know, being, being able to conceptualize something and just see it from a dream and then engineer it and see it come alive. I mean, that's what I love. And I know the whole flagship thing, is, the, the store thing is the ultimate. It's definitely the ultimate. That has to happen. So did you get a good response right now with buyers? with buyers immediately yes 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 i met up with spree i think it was literally less than 12 (laughs) hours after i showcased. i was still tired but yeah we booked that collection they loved it and they understand my signature and they appreciate it they have the customer that knows my work and they love how my stuff fits and that's what i think is important so yes we have booked that baby and i want to book more now, I want to
1: introduce uh, another contributor on our show, who is Edgy Benson with Echoes from New York. He runs a uh, fast-run services company based in New York. And he definitely contributes to our show because I also believe, Sorba, that the way to expand is to also be able to connect with the world. You can't sit today with mm-hmm. what's happening as globalized as the world is today and say you're just working on your little business in the corner of second and fourth. That's just like, who who, <laughs> the, who are you talking to? So Edgy is a contributor who also comes in with a lot of insight. He's definitely a heavyweight in the mm-hmm. industry from that side of the world. And Edgy, welcome to the show.
3: Thanks, guys. How are you?
1: Fine, thank you. How are you?
3: I'm very good, <laughs>
1: uh, what are you wearing before we jump into soba? <laughs> don't, don't even come with your tricks. I know it's eight fifteen Ooh. a m where you are right now, <laughs> but I, that's...
3: I would have to be extremely extremely creative mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> see, I'm struggling with being creative about this
1: okay can i uh, can i can I share what you're wearing with our world today with our fab stars yeah. Okay, today Edgy is wearing some shorts and um, some khaki shorts and a diesel t-shirt and some open beautiful leather sandals um, created by one of the brands that are really emerging from the continent. So anyway, welcome to the show again. I hope that's okay for today. Um, yes, as you've heard, we are talking to Sobar and we are on this fashion designer exclusive today to just kind of pick her mind, um, connect with her on a deeper level because a lot of times we get so excited about brands, but if you really don't know the story behind what drives this brand, then you kind of really don't know the brand well. Whereas when we have this designer exclusive, we have a whole hour to sit here and unpack and really talk about her journey, what she's doing, where she's going and why. So did you get a chance to look
3: at the show, the Soba show? Yeah, actually last week it was one of the lines that I mentioned as okay. one that I loved. And uh, for me, I think the thing I really liked about Soba when I first saw it last week was it's very modern. I, I like it had a very transcontinental feel. I mean, you didn't, of course it had all these African hints, you know, but it, it still was thoroughly modern. And I and I liked that. and I liked the button play. She had all these metallic uh, accents, you know, in terms of uh, the shanks, okay. the buttons, and I, and I loved that. And the zipper play was great too. And she had just the right amount of asymmetry in some of the in some of the works. And the, the pants were very skinny, and and I liked the way they gathered um, along the length. So. There was something truly modern about it. And, and, I, and I, I think it's a, it's a thoroughly well-thought-of line. And that, those are the things that I really liked about buy and they stood out. Yeah. Nice.
1: Fantastic. Now, as we're talking to Soba here still, um, Soba, what are some of your brand values and ethos?
2: My brand values. Hmm.
1: What are some of the things that mm. this Soba cares about and is conscious about?
2: I care about a woman's physique more than anything. I want to show off the best things about a woman, you know, and deflect from whatever it is that you don't like. I know how women are so super conscious. So fit, fit and detail. I never sacrifice detail. I can go all day, but you know, because of cost and whatever, and we're trying to make the thing affordable. Like he did mention that there is some hardware that I actually made, like the belt and everything. Uh, I love that I love I, I, I'm over the top I, don't, I know I don't look it today but, <laughs> <laughs> but I like a woman Who kicks ass Like who just walks in And like What is she wearing Where did she get that And I, I, I think my values are that It's just keeping women Looking beautiful And clothing I believe it should be Something that helps mm-hmm. You know Um why what's the point of wearing something fabulous if you have to put on 10 pairs of spanks and whatever? I want the clothes to create the silhouette that a woman most desires. Fantastic. Now, mm-hmm. do you care
1: as you as you continue as you manufacture as you go through this process of production, do you, what are some of the things do you care about um using environmentally friendly uh, sort of um, You know, what? we
2: try. It's such a nice and noble idea. I really like it. But um <laughs> I can't say, I, I honestly believe in it, but I found that functionally, especially with the resources that we have, it's not always doable. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you think about it. We'd love to source African fabrics. Uh, but then I know that mostly it's, it's all print and most of anything that we use comes from somewhere else, which I'm not going to mention, but, um, I, I do want to implement those kind of things. I think right now I've put a lot of me into um, in, do, doing internships, giving back. I'm part of um, the board of advisory for the, of the, the Technical University of Tuane. And that's the kind of stuff I love doing now, empowering students, making them come alive and making them realize that you have a dream and there is a way, there is a way out there that you can live it. And you might not be rich immediately, but you must follow it through. And that's what Sober is about. So it's largely a concept of just embracing and, and empowering and helping grow other designers around me. Young ones. Uh, But obviously, so production wise, you produce locally, right? Yes. So that is still empowering. And
1: that to me is Mm. still being, um, um, sort of putting those practices (laughs) of, of being a bit more careful and a bit more caring, a bit more eco-friendly. Because at the end of the day,
2: sustainable. Let me use the right word. Sustainable. You know what? I also think maybe I'm just, I'm just a control freak. Maybe I'm just a bully and I can't see (laughs) him. I can't let anybody take care of my stuff. You know, I'm so. I'm clingy about what I do, and, and you can see it in what I do. There's no garment that I have ever made. And I know it sounds ridiculous. That you lot have ever made or never made? Ever that we have ever made that I did not touch. Okay. Every single garment okay. that you buy.
1: However, but what I'm saying is, again, mm. back to sustainability when it comes to mm. some of our values and the things that we also have to be very conscious mm. about as we continue to grow because you've got eyes watching you in the continent. You've mm. got people that are looking up to you and saying, one day I want to be like soap or I want to run a business and be able to get to that level and even beyond. Mm. So I think that some of the things that we, uh, again, this is responsibility for the for whole mm. fashion industry. Those who don't want now are for you. Those who want, let's keep going. But yeah. the truth is, um, just the ability to be able to have the production and manufacturing here in South Africa, yes. having that you're touching to it, but also not realizing it, whether you know it subconsciously or consciously, you're actually empowering the community in a, in a big way because you're everything. I'm sure everyone employed is, is local. Yes. And, and that means you're mm. taking care of them yes, and their families. Most of
2: them. Yes. I don't even look at them as individuals. They might like they families. I, I, I fight for them. Every time I'm sitting out there designing a collection, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I have to feed these people's families. I'm not going to mess about with their time. So, yeah, that is a big thing. And, and, and I feel very privileged to have my own production plant, as small as it is, because mm. you see it in people's eyes, especially when I have interns there. Like, they can't believe it. How that- many
1: staff do you employ, <clears throat> averagely?
2: At the moment it's only five.
1: That's a lot still. And your job <laughs> Look, and your work is getting done. And
2: it's yeah, I I I've been bigger and I found that oh my goodness, now I'm not designing anymore. I'm HR. Mm. HR head of department oh, yeah, of marketing yeah, and, 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 and literally with, that's a whole job. Just that's a whole job altogether. And and that. And when am I gonna get a chance to design if I have to worry about sick leave and somebody who's not here and somebody who wants to take leave or whatever, you know? And I found that Being an employer for me was secondary to being a designer. Hmm. I think the employment factor, me being employer an employer was something I only like clicked into later, like, oh my gosh, okay, because I have this dream, I have to really run things. I have to do it. Because I can't let anybody else, you know well, not that I can't, Mm -hmm. but letting anybody else do it they're not going to do it right the only way to do it right is to do it myself but do you think let me put you on hold on that one There, I'm going to bang you just a little bit
1: it's just a little pinch you know how we are entrepreneurs as well so this is business at the end of the day, the business decisions are normally the most painful because there's there's a time where you know out of looking at things and being able to reassess your business maybe at the end of the year or at the beginning of the year I'm sure most of you do that and see what is it that worked what is it did I what did I try what did I not try what is something I could actually try this year that might be able to bring that change so that, you know, because obviously doing things differently mm. then can bring different results. And we are constantly on a high. I can feel from your energy and your passion. Every one of us, Morag, Edgy, mm. we all do things with that passion of making sure that you're doing it, yes, passionately, but at the same time, it has to make business sense. So if someone challenged you and said next year, Soba, something happens, you got a big breakthrough and some things have to change. And now you've got three bases. You've got Accra, you've got uh, <laughs> Tokyo, and then you've got here. What you, you can't, how are you going to also accept? Are you willing to also say that as much as this is what's happening now, mm-hmm. you're willing to, through the journey, be able to readjust and tweak and let yourself be a bit more flexible as you grow? Because obviously that's going to require flexibility and that's going to require you to be a bit more. Less personal now. I mean, it doesn't yeah, mean you're not. It's, I know, it's still personal, I know. but it's like okay, we are bringing in a CEO. You know we're bringing, is, we are bringing in who we're It's so
2: funny you're saying that. That is actually the next thing I'm going to do. I've decided before the end of the year, I n- I need more help. <laughs> <laughs> so you accept? I accept. And, yes. I want more help. I want more interns all the time. And
1: and I, I admire what you're saying that you even had to downgrade yes. your production facility. That's a hard decision, but it it's back to business hard. and saying if I continue hard. like this, is it going to make business sense? Edgy, we are talking about this and I'm sure that you are also listening. Do you have any any two cents? What's your two cents on this?
3: No, I'm, I, I would just say it's, as a designer, our first inclination is always to hold on to the design, take very good care of it, it because it's like our, our baby. So it means that you have your hands on everything, yeah. but as you grow, you, know, you you've got to let the line be out there, and to be out there, it means there's got to be enough of it for for people to sample. And if you're gonna have enough of it, you, yeah. you you've yeah. got to have Absolutely. volume. So um, it's just instead of focusing on touching everything, you can focus you can focus on teaching people to touch everything. You know?
2: Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah!
3: Yeah, it, it it's important. Because it allows you to grow beyond yeah, you definitely. just touch because if you can't touch everything there's just not enough of it yeah that's true yeah that's true. but it's important though it's important to touch it to touch everything, but we should also be able to touch everything in um, in community, meaning you can have some train some people enough that if if they say they 've touched it, you're satisfied that they 've touched it because for us as a manufacturer, mm-hmm. we have to have. Uh, in-house quality control people, yes. and you've yes. got to trust them, because we are shipping direct to the customer' store they're never going to see it mm. before we ship it. So you have to understand that your manufacturer actually understands what your expectations are, and there if you plant that in them, you'll get it mm. for sure.
2: Yeah: yeah, I like, that. I like that idea. You know what? I think I've burned my fingers a few times. And I just mm-hmm. thought, you know what? <laughs> I'm just going to have to do this myself for now.
1: But have you always been doing this in Johannesburg or did you have a different... Have you always been everything, production? Yes. Ten, so yes. you've been doing this in Johannesburg. How many years are we now? Ten years. This is our tenth year. Wow, congratulations Thank on that.
3: Thank you. That's very good.
1: Congratu- that congratulations up. on that. Now, one another thing I want to touch on um, as well is we've seen big brands, you know, and small Big brands partner with small uh, brands or concepts or artists or models or celebrities or technology just to expand their reach and put a stamp on their new um, sort of type of products to expand their presence. Mm. Because, again, at the end of the day, all we're trying to do is grow,
2: grow, grow, grow. True, true.
1: Have you thought about collaborations? Have you considered it? Is it something that yes. you would?
2: Okay. Yes. I love the whole idea. I've spoken to so many designers, but you're not as creatives. <laughs> we can talk all day, put a glass of champagne. We'll promise each other everything. and it's just about getting it off the ground i I have certain people that I definitely definitely want to work with. I've even met crafters, but it's just about getting getting it together you know i've 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 tried a couple of projects, you know, but I've learned that as a brand, when you start growing, you need to be very prudent about such things. You know, um, as you know, in fashion week, if I'm gonna do um, a collection and I want to collaborate with somebody, it needs to be something that we start right from the onset. It mm. can't just be it an can't add-on. Can't just be on the runway. It, yeah, it can't be an add-on at the end. Mm. And I, I think a lot of artists they battle with that because then it's like, oh, you want me? To, you want to take my time? And uh, I'm, you know, uh, yes, I'll credit you, but let's do it properly. Don't bring me a finished thing. Let's do something that mm. is part of this collection so that even a person who sees it and says, Oh my gosh, I know that one. I know that item. It's from this what, what collection. You know, it must be that, it must be more That's organic. Strong. And
1: also, I think it has to mm. be very synergized. You yes. know how
2: sometimes you've seen collaborations? you
1: like, Who's, what's, He's like, what, which, where is her? Where, <laughs> I don't see her shoulder. Yes. But can we also talk frankly as African children of this yeah. continent? <laughs> Do we also have a problem just with collaborating or just because I do, do we have a problem is our, are Africans a bit more like this is my own one and it's yeah. my pie. Don't come yeah, and take I've my own. I've seen that.
2: I've <laughs> seen that and it's, it's so sad. It's the saddest thing ever because, um, look, I think out of most designers that I've met, I'm probably the one who's most free with information. You know, I, I like sharing. And, and I get excited when I meet creatives because they spark up something else inside of you, you know, and I think we don't do enough of that. We're so mm-hmm. selfish. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's, what's supposed to happen because the moment you start approaching somebody and you say, let's do something, they think, oh, you want to <coughs> use me? Oh, you just want to ride me? Oh, you, you know what? Actually, I'm a platform too.
3: Mm-hmm. And,
2: and two, for me to double, recognize, yes, for I me think... to recognize you, that should be something to you. Not because I'm bigger than you, but mm.
1: Because we can compliment yes, each other. Yes, we can
2: compliment each other. But mm-hmm. I've seen that a lot of artists or people that call themselves artists, they're just bad at it. I don't know. Maybe it's just bad (laughs) work ethic. But is
1: it like maybe the continent? Morag, what are your thoughts? Obviously, looking at it Mm. from uh, as much as you're in the beauty, more in the beauty space, Mm. you obviously see these things. You just did makeup for Fashion Week. What What do you think? Because when we've spoken about collaborations in the past in this show, we have still, I think my top three on that day were still international collaborations. And so I was like, where are the real collaborations in the continent? What are your thoughts on that?
0: You know, um, for me, Liz, I think in... Let's let's talk about my industry. So, for instance, working with photographers, other hair other makeup artists, exactly the same thing. People have a problem with collaboration, um, and I, I don't know if it's selfishness or if it's jealousy or. But don't at the end dark. of the day, like, you need to put muesli with your milk. You know what I'm saying? And <laughs> not with wine. You, you, or you can't or just can add dry? more seeds to the muesli. You yes. know what I'm saying? So. You know, you need to add baking powder to the cake. And unfortunately, um, I don't know what it is with people that they don't realize this. Um, You know, for me personally, I've been lucky enough to meet amazing people that I have collaborated with and we still collaborate and it's been amazing. And. You know, we've become friends through the, through that and they've become really special people in my life. But there's other times where I've tried a collaboration. Yes. Oh God, and I just ended up doing the whole thing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Collaborating and it's just with you, yourself. Yeah. You actually want to just you know, you know, butt kissing yes, all the yes. way.
2: And you're like, you know what? Actually I'm somebody's child too. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's yeah.
1: Ejie, what are your thoughts on this? And like I said, as continental children here and then like maybe some things that we might need to change to be able to move ahead, especially by focusing on collaborations because that's a very strong element of pushing ourselves further than we ever would have on our own. I mean, the power of 2 is bigger than the power of 1, no?
3: I think I think it's just like I think like what Sova said earlier is, it's very, um, it, it kind of leads up to that when she said she has to touch every piece. I think we have this possessiveness about what we do or towards our designs that allows us to, or it makes it more comfortable for us to work alone or, than with a lot of people because we can't accept, you know, maybe we're not very open to a, a line designing community. We more, we more like, we just want to hold on to it. And that, that then transcends to how we relate to other designers. And then it inhibits our desire to collaborate, you know? So that's, that's how I feel. But you've got to, design is almost like a free market thing. You've got to let it go and collaborations are <laughs>
1: so that's good. the painful part yeah
3: yeah yeah collaborations are just so essential to growth yes. you know to like also they melt the, the community together the, the, the design community together and you know like we always talk in africa about designers but design is this is this is this is this ecosystem that so it's like us a designer may not collaborate with a fashion designer but they can collaborate with a photographer you. Or they can collaborate with a, yes. you know in a technology company to create their own special mm-hmm. fabrics mm-hmm. or with a modeling agency mm-hmm. to showcase mm-hmm. stuff so we have this this parallels that we can all bring together and then and, and it, it, it enforces collaboration it doesn't have to be designer to designer it mm-hmm. could be cross uh uh Cross disciplines within the, within the industry I feel
2: like yeah. Actually that's yeah. when It works best for me <laughs> Within design field Forget it I, I don't know I don't hate anybody But I don't see it happening yeah.
0: <laughs> You know it's, it's the same with, with me So I, I had a, a, a lady The other day Approaching me To be my, To shadow my work And to assist me And you know, I just thought, oh, my God, like, I, I actually can't. Um, and I thought, you know what? And something just tapped me on the shoulder and said, just do it. You know, just try it out. Um, you know, and in, in the 10 years that I've been doing this, I've never had an assistant. I've never had to ask anyone for help. I've hustled through and I've yeah. done it. And I think, Sober, that's where the possessiveness comes in. Because yes. you know, you've had sleepless nights, you've yes. worked, yes. and you take yes. on an assistant and they're with you for a month and then they want to go d- design a dress and for Beyonce. And And I'm just like, where, what where did you come from? You know, you, it, it takes work, and I think mm. that in society today, because things are so readily available, to when we started out and when we were hustling, it's so much easier for people. Mm. Um, and I think that's where we become possessive and protective over our work. And also, I feel that we had to go through a lot more to get where we are yeah, compared I... to today. You know.
2: I think my biggest fear is just being disappointed by th- I'd rather be just disappointing mm. my damn self.
1: <laughs> but, you know, another thing for me to add on as well with my two sons
2: is my first collaboration
1: ever for the last 10 years that I've been in the industry hassling as well and hassling on my own because I'm also the queen of move way I'm here. And I'm coming mm-hmm. with my story and it's yeah. mine and just mm-hmm. move away. Mm-hmm. And the first collaboration ever is what we've just done with Edgy on my denim line. But what I've also realized is I'm surrounded by, first of all, I thank God that I'm surrounded by people who are really enabling. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a new school of people in my space, which is very refreshing. And they are people who you can talk business with and you can get um, sort of uh, business conversations going that will help enlighten you and also yeah. help lighten up your We have to lighten up our energy sometimes, and it takes a lot. And that's why I'm saying it's also kind of like a step of maturity. It's like graduating to another level. And we can't force the collaboration. It has to be at a point where you, Soba, or Morago, anyone has sat down and said... I'm ready for be it, ready. I'm taking it, yes. I'm doing it And then you do it And I think that once you do it And once you see beautiful results coming Then you can really say you're actually moving to the
0: next level And I also think um, working with people um, And being honest with one another It's, you know, honesty I don't know why people can't just be honest, it's scary <laughs> um, <but you laughs> That, need that to, one we can I mean? You need people that you can collaborate with Who will say, listen, it's not going to work Let's end this instead of them just fizzling out and then you end up doing everything yourself.
1: Yeah, those collaborations, the ones where you're kind of in Mm. it, but you're collaborating with your own self. (laughs) Any other any other uh, last tips before we uh, move to the glam-up with Morag on this uh, uh, collaboration? Any advice you would give to African um, fashion brands and designers who are also holding their stuff so tight that sometimes we're just not looking at the next stage and we're not going to get there until we... Just
3: kind of let go a bit. Yeah, I think that's just the word, let go. Um, <laughs> let's, seriously, let's collaborate. And you know, the, the the one thing that collaborations do here for designers, like in in the in the states, is if you collaborate and you have a, a band of designers that put something together, you can easily go to like a store like H and M and say, "Look, we have a band of designers. And you alone may not have yeah, the critical mass they need, mm-hmm. but when you have a number of people and they look at them and check everyone and it looks good, they'll, they'll think about it. They may say no, but it's something they'll think about. So collaboration always gives us weight, but it also still allows us to be individually uh, individuals within it. So you don't lose your individuality, actually. you And it enhances it, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: So, so about where are yeah. you stocking currently? Where where can our listeners get
2: some of your pieces to experience um um, this brand Online boutiques Which is Spree.co.za And Zando And I'm getting into the space I'm so excited yeah. That's amazing Yes yeah. The space We're going to be at Mall of Africa And And Rosebank, And we're also stocking uh, A little bit in Durban We've got And, and Botswana too Botswana is uh, there's, there's an independent retailer Who's out there Who's stocking us Doing a really good job uh, where else?
1: Sure. But you're open to, you're open to push your presence into the continent and beyond. Yes, yes. And that so
2: primarily, that, that's what's more important to me than
1: owning my own store. And what is, what are some of, what can we expect? What is, what else is in the works for Soba? What are you, where are you env- envisioning the brand in a year, and two years? Where are we going? Oof. Oh those Christians.
2: (laughs) You know that vision changes every day.
1: But today I don't know what today's version is. I know, but today's version will take it. What happens next month can can be on next month. It's just nice to kind of also get a feel of where the brand's going to. I think also the reason we have these conversations Mm -hmm. is to also kind of inspire people who are kind of sitting or kind of feeling like, My gosh, will I ever get there or how Mm -hmm. do you go? And Obviously, it's a step by step. You cannot wake up in the morning and have everything. Yes, when it comes true. to business, so it's a step product by step product development you... for oh, me.
0: Okay,
2: product development. I want to go more into more than just clothes, like you said. That a lot of international. I mean, the House of Kenzo—they have grapefruit. Imagine fruit by Kenzo. <laughs> I really want. You want to go there? I'm gonna go there. Yes. I want to push it there. I. Definitely want to work, and like he's, like you said, I think it all starts with that whole collaboration thing. But you know what if I have to do it on my own, fine, mm. but definitely, I want to grow a product line, um, accessories, bags, things like that and Where do you see the future for African fashion it 's big, you know I think I wish Africans knew. What we have here, this is not Paris. We don't have to fight against congregations. (laughs) We don't have a Christian Dior. We don't have those people. We don't have all that red tape. We don't have these big giants that we have to fight through. (laughs) We can become the giants. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to be. I want to be like Versace. I want the, the name, the brand. Live beyond me, Mm -hmm. and I think that's why I didn't even name it after myself. (laughs) (laughs) What is sober? What's the sober thing around? You know, I've been trying to think, uh, I've been discussing it a lot lately. People want to know, but for me, soberness, sobriety is, um, was just for me the only way I can describe a certain feeling that I got when I decided to let go of all the things that were mediocre you know all this designers just chasing money making uh clothes that you never want to see again just because <laughs> you want to get paid no i stopped all of that i let go of all of that and i've decided you know what i'm only going to make clothes that i like if you don't like it fine there's foshini there's yeah, it It's everywhere if you don't like it come to me i might yeah have. and for <laughs> me it was a very sobering thing because i felt like i'd been you know addicted to this hustling this chasing this and Eventually, I decided to stop. Mm. I felt sober. I felt like, you know what? I'm tired of being drugged by people's money. You know what's so funny is, I was like, she's probably going to be like, yeah, the sober of the... uh, It's such a simple... It is literally what it is. There's nothing...
1: There's no magic behind it. It
2: was just transcendence where I rose above it. And I thought, no more. No more. I'd rather go broke than do what you want me to do. Wow. (laughs)
1: There's heavy sentiments going wow. on here. This is the Fashion Lab. We hold it down every Thursday, 2 to 3 p.m., and we would love to hear from you. We're on Fashion Lab AF on Twitter. We are also on www.fashionlabafrica.com. I just want to roll over to Stein, who's our internationally accredited beauty consultant and makeup artist, coming to us live and direct with her glamour.
0: Welcome Thank again. Thank you so much, Liz. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to go straight into um, my new discovery of the month, actually. and. Um, incorporated into lipstick color of the week it's called Turkish lippies and it's actually it's the old chapstick shape of a lip ice or a lip balm completely natural it's got beeswax in it um some olive oil extract and natural seed extract and I tell you it's been my savior I'm still suffering from the dry lip syndrome believe it or not um and what I've done is I've I've sort of put a base coat of that on my lips and then I've used um, a Smashbox lip pencil called Sienna and I've just topped it up with a lipstick color from Smashbox. It's from their new range um, and it's called Keeping It Matte. Even though the name says Keeping It Matte, it's not necessarily a matte texture and it's just such a beautiful combination. Um, so yeah, that's the lipstick color of the week. And then as I've been tweeting through the morning and that I've been getting some crazy comments about the topic today, but you know what, you can't stop time, but you can turn back the clock to achieve more youthful looking hands, hair, skin, etc. You can look more fit, you can look more thin, etc., and you don't really need to submit yourself to plastic surgery, even though I am for it, if you need it, you know, um, or expensive salon treatments or stock a medicine cabinet full of lotions and potions. All you need to examine your daily sort of habits regime and just make simple anti-aging tweaks to your routine. For me, as some might not know, I'm in my fasting month of um, potassi, which basically to the layman's term means, um, that I don't eat any animal products, um, for a month. So no animal products, you know, on my skin or anything and going into my body. Um, and then I'm also reading this little book called The Higher Taste, which has revealed an exciting sort of world of gourmet cooking for me because, you know, vegan cooking is, it's not my forte, but anyway. Um, and it's also just sort of opened a whole ethical and sp- A spiritual consideration for me, but of course, I've taken it a step further, as I always do. Um, and I've skipped heat styling on my hair for a month. So today is literally the first day that I've just put a little bit of curl in with, um, you know, with my GHD tongue. Um, but you literally turn back the clock with. You know, with sort of leaving out the heat styling, even washing regularly. So instead of washing every second day, I've just it for a dry shampoo. Um, say every second day, and then I'm washing every fourth day. And of course, slathering on the SPF, um, which is your most effective tool in the anti-aging arsenal, I like to say. Um, and apply more and more and more. Come, hello, high water, rain or sunshine. Use your SPF. And you know, I find that most of my clients even that apply. So little that it's actually not doing anything. You need to apply almost a shot glass full of SPF Gosh. on your face Gosh. and your Look at our, Yeah, Our mouths literally flew open. Really? <laughs> um, and you know, in Africa, because we're in the middle sort of of the continent of the world of the universe, um, it is hotter here. Climate change is real um, And you need to be using an SPF 50 SPF 25 is for child's play in Africa I tell you, it does nothing And also using lotion on your hands um, The skin on the back of our hands is very thin Which makes us prone to accelerated aging Compared to the rest of your body um, And when dry, air saps moisture from your skin Your hands look even older than what they should And let me tell you, being in Johannesburg It's no joke, it's dry up here There's a lot of pollution in the air um, So using a lotion with an SPF can actually help that um, and sort of applying it, you know, even up to six times a day.
1: Um give us a minute there to just make a comment. I was gonna say I'm looking at my hands and I'm like, oops, and then I'm thinking about the cup of SPF, I'm like, oops, and then I'm thinking about
0: twenty-five is for kids. I'm like, ooh I'm about to. I, I use SPF 55. Yeah, points. like these things, um, you know, and, and what gets me is it's only fair people that are using SPFs. SPF needs to be used by everyone Whether you're a male, female, child, anything You need to use it Like this stuff is real, you know Um, And also painting your nails Can actually make you look younger, believe it or not The part of your body that, I mean, it's revealed all the time Isn't really your face It's actually your hands We talk with our hands, we use our hands um, And it can really force someone to looking younger than what you are. So wear a nail polish along with wearing jewelry on your hand. Polish offers a welcome distraction from imperfections. So nice. I think we're all in studio. We we're all, all have our little nails painted. Yeah. Wait, let me pick one. Let me pick one. <laughs> and also, um, you know, sodium for me um, – You know, with my partner in life, being very sort of health conscious with salt and sodium intakes, I've sort of adapted this through the years. And eating salty foods can really make you retain water, resulting in a puffy look, especially below your eyes area. So, you know, you might not even look tired but or you might have enough sleep, but you're just eating everything salty. So you're just looking so puffed out. And also, um this banishes the bloat for hidden sources of sodium in your diet. So, salt lurks in everything. It's bread, cereals, condiments, sauces, yes. everything. Even sweet baked goods are cooked with salt. I was about to salt. say that. Yeah. You'll be
2: surprised how much sodium there is out there. But how do you detect And it? sodium grocery.
0: is the devil. I promise you. It, it, is. it is toxic, toxic, toxic. And then getting back to my little vegan journey... um, <laughs> Foods, You know, vegan foods are known to help um, you keeping younger, wholesome, etc., and also reverse um, heart disease, diabetes, cancers, and other serious illnesses. Not only do plant-based foods help you live longer, they also help you look younger, believe it or not. And I've researched this, and it really is, you know. Um, nutrients found in certain foods and vegetables are known to promote clear, glowing skin. I mean, that we know. And over time, studies have shown that it can actually reprogram your DNA. So... The aging that has happened till the age of 50, you know, if you're starting to, to live healthier, that et cetera, by the age of say 60, you'll actually look 40. That's I think basically I'll, what yeah, I'm I saying. think I'll try <laughs> that at
1: 50. And, and you, <laughs> honey, when are you trying that?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mine definitely you know, 50. You know what? Being, I've been trying. I've been trying and I keep falling off the wagon, getting back
0: on. It's I think, you know, um, especially being an African as well, from literally when we come out the womb, like, uh, Meat is shoved down our throat We're such a meat-eating nation That it is difficult for us It really is It is Um, You know And just some inspiring people um, Are like Bernadette Bonnen Christy Binkley Annette Larkins Michelle Pfeiffer um, And Joe Kirk um, and also Dr. Ellsworth Wareham, I don't know if you've heard this name before, ladies, but he's actually a cardiologist who at the age of 50 adopted a plant-based diet. Um, and this, you know, he did a lot of studies in China and all over the world. And if that's not worthy enough, um, he actually, um, you know, he started practicing as a cardiologist at the age of 100, what? which is his age today. And if you want to have your mind blown even more, he still does all of his own landscaping, um, and that means that he plants his own vegetables at the age of 100. Um, and also just remember, um, you know, surgery isn't always an option. Um, who wants scars anyway, right? And, um, if you can prevent it, then it's really worthwhile. Um, and that's all from me for today. You can catch me on all social media platforms at Moragstain. And that's M-O-R-A-G-S-T-E-Y-N. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Morag, for that clap dose. Um, the one thing I know for sure is I am still going to be eating some things, <laughs> but I will try the 50. 50- Years old, um, turn over. Edgy, are you here with us? What, are, <laughs> what are you gonna I'm do? When are you gonna start? Cause I, well, but you are. You are quite conscious. Edgy's very conscious, by the way. That, that's <laughs> good. To Everything know. that goes. No, I promise it you. you so he was back. forcing me to eat all of these things that I'm like, please bring the. B- bring the other food please i need i need food i need to chop now i need to chop the real food but you know thank you very much for the contribution morag um edgy it's always nice to also have you contribute on the show um we are sitting here obviously with seppo seppo thank you so much for also for coming on this. and just really having taken it easy with us um how can our listeners connect with you either your website or your social media handles uh,
2: social media on Facebook and on Instagram, it's Sober Design House. And I'm Miss Sober uh, uh, on Twitter, M-I-S-O-B-E-R. And our website is www.soberdesignhouse.coza. Thank you very much. It's really mm. good. Now, um, before we
1: move and finalize, AJ, I'm coming to you just now live and direct. Uh, from the Johannesburg studio here <laughs> But we are back to who would you want to dress And why before we wrap up Because that is not going
0: away It wasn't going away And today we are going to start with Morak. Okay, so today I want to address Annette Larkins Who I spoke about in my segment This woman is 86 years old And she doesn't look a day over 30 So I would want to dress her Purely because she's just freaking amazing <laughs> Very nice Miss Sober, who would you want to dress
1: And why?
2: I I wanna dress so many people. But I'll we pick just one. want
1: one and why?
2: I want to dress my mom. <laughs> oh. She's such a beautiful person. You know, I've I've never really made her anything. Oh uh, Ansi. I'm silly. Don't let me put you in my bag. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanna dress my mother. It's very nice. Yeah, I want a wardrobe for her. Fantastic. Yeah. Why? She's the most inspiring, she's the wisest woman I've ever known, the most hardest working. She raised me as a single child. Me and my sister. She did a sterling job. She's still doing better than me, I don't know how (laughs) like she's still bailing me out. I just love her. She's just so thoughtful and so wise and she for me she's the epitome of what women should be, even in the most adverse circumstances. Wow. She's a champion.
1: Wow, Edgy, who would you want to dress and why besides me, Miss Soba or Morag? Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> I would love to challenge uh, Soba to make me one of these <laughs> pants that she has.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I love those pants.
1: So you want to be uh, dressed you want to be dressed by Miss Soba, but then you also now tell us who you want to dress, but finish the Miss Soba dressing you. Come.
3: No, that means I want to dress me in one of these <laughs> pants that's me. Yeah. They're, they're, just, they're so slim. It will be nice to see them in men now.
2: I know. Yeah. You know what? Um, I used to do menswear. <laughs> I, 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 disp- I specialized in How it at some it? stage. So I think some of the references you'll see, I'm there's a little bit of that boyish thing and yeah I can see a guy rocking it I just need to see a picture if you've got a rocking body Ooh. <laughs> oh,
1: he, oh, oh, I, can, I can tell you, I can, I can tell you he does we'll, we'll send okay. you the picture but I want to address today Nico Pole, who's a Sudanese model um, I met um, when we were in New York Fashion Week just now she's of the New ethnicity she was born in what uh, is now called Southern Sudan uh, she moved she escaped with her family to Ethiopia where she grew up as a refugee wow. um, in 98 she moved to the US has been modeling for about 10 years. She looks like what God designed a woman to be. I no. mean, she's a tall glass of Sudanese chocolate that I wow. would like to dress. She's doing a lot of humanitarian work as well right now. Mm. And what I love about women and about especially women of the continent is that we are so fresh already that as we continue to grow and to blossom it, it's always nice when you get in touch with everything else that's going on and you're able to touch lives uh, by what you do other than just striding down the runway. You know, enough of the legs. Oh. But anyway, guys, this is Fashion Lab. Uh, we hold it down here, like I said, every Thursday. We're now 2 to 3 p.m. Central African time. Uh, my lovely contributors are looking very nice here. Morg's looking <laughs> great. Edgy's looking great. Uh, Miss Waba, don't worry. We'll send you his picture. I'm he has a beautiful girl. body. I am and, thug. <laughs> and, Edgy, and Edgy, thank you for joining us as well. We love your contribution and we love to also just kind of connect uh, uh, especially with people from other parts of the world who can then look at fashion in a more sort of holistic or just a different approach when it comes to our values, our drive and where we are today. So we thank you for your time too. Miss Soba, it's been lovely having you in the studio. For our listeners who are tuned in, keep listening, keep uh, finding us and having conversations we ask, with us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we are on www.fashionlabafrica.com. Peace and love until next week. Fashion Lab on cliffcentral.com
3: cliffcentral.com